Welcome to the Sports by Fry podcast channel. Thank you once again for tuning in. I am back today giving my week four NFL picks. Um, As it stands right now, games will kick off in about half an hour, so I wanted to get this recording done and dusted. I know it's not the uh, best time to get it done, but still, it's going to be posted before kickoff, hopefully. Um, Technically, week four already got off, uh, got underway on Thursday night with the Rams getting a pretty impressive win over the Vikings. It looks like LA, meaning the Rams, not the Chargers, are going to be the team to stop in the NFC conference. I just released my NFL power rankings. Uh, spoiler alert, the LA Rams are number one at the moment. So you can go hit up sportsbyfry.com to check that out. Of course, it wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be right if I didn't say congratulations to the West Coast Eagles. What an awesome game of footy that grand final was. I do really feel for Magpie fans, but the Eagles got the job done. A um, few interesting stats that came out after the game, but one of them was that the West Coast Eagles were the first team to go undefeated in Victoria, going 5-0. and So all those people who were worried about them, myself included, I'll admit it, about their uh, road record, they put us to the sword, and Jesus, they looked impressive. It was an epic game, and yeah, thoroughly deserved. Well done to uh, Shuey for getting the Norm Smith, and to Varko for kicking first goal. They helped me turn... $10 into about 190 bucks. So hopefully I can put some of that money onto some of these picks I'm about to announce for the NFL and I can uh, win some more money, get more into the profit. Um, I'm going to touch a little bit on NFL fantasy as well. Hopefully give you some guys to target and drop moving forward. But without further ado, here we go. All right, like I said, I want to kind of get this uh, podcast done before games kick off, so I won't spend too long talking about each game. But first up on Sunday, we've got the Bengals going up against the Falcons. Um, I'm big on Cincinnati getting the win here. Julio Jones, surprisingly, only has one touchdown catch in his last 10 games. So Atlanta needs to find him the ball in the end zone if they want to keep winning. I know that Calvin Ridley's been impressive, reeling off some awesome TDs to start the year, but... It all starts and ends with Julio for me. If you can't get Julio Jones going, then the Falcons are in trouble. Bucks bears is the second matchup. Interesting uh, quarterback battles, I guess you could say, with both sides. Mitchell Trubisky doesn't really have anyone to worry about taking the job from him, but he hasn't looked impressive to start the year. He's been fine, but if Chicago really wants to push for a playoff spot and ride the momentum that their dominant defense is giving them, then Trubisky needs to step up. Jameis Winston will probably end up taking over from Ryan Fitzpatrick before the season's over as the starting quarterback. But right now, Fitzmagic, he didn't star on uh, Monday night against Pittsburgh, but became the first player ever. This blew me away. This can't be right. First player ever to throw for 400 yards in three straight games. Huge. That's ridiculous. I know he threw a few picks as well, so we got an insight into the good and bad of Fitzmagic, but he's done enough over the first three weeks to deserve... Um, staying the starting quarterback, but I'm not confident that he'll be the starter for much longer. If I had to guess, I'd say Winston might see some time today. Probably not, but yeah, I think it'll be a short straw for Fitzpatrick. If he throws a couple of picks or doesn't look impressive in one or two more starts, then Winston should regain the starting role. Next up, we've got the Lions versus the Cowboys. Um, I'm not really sold that either of these teams are going to be good, but I'm much more confident in Detroit, especially after their win against the Patriots a week ago. Kerryon Johnson finally 
became the first lion to rush for 100 yards since about 1985. That's a lie, but it's been about five years. So Dallas, uh, don't really know what to think of them. I'm not confident they can move the ball too much on offense. And Jason Garrett seems, uh, what's the word? Seems comfortable not feeding Ezekiel Elliott the ball, which baffles me. But yeah, until Zeke starts getting, you know, 25 plus carries a game, I don't think Dallas is going to win many football games. Bills Packers next up. Don't expect another upset. Sorry, Buffalo fans. I just can't see it happening. Uh, the only way that Buffalo would go back-to-back winning games is if Aaron Rodgers went down and was forced to sit on the sidelines, which could actually be a possibility. His knee's not getting any better, so I'd be worried if I was Green Bay fans. Hopefully, Rodgers can do enough to get through the season, but it doesn't seem like he's going to be winning a hell of a lot. Philadelphia versus Tennessee next up. I think it's time for Marcus Mariota to... What's the word I'm looking for? To do something. Just show me some sign of life. Titans fans would be frustrated as hell that Marcus Mariota hasn't really gone on to be the star quarterback they thought he was going to be. They drafted him second overall, I think, in 2014. From memory, might have been 15. But he's had a few years in the system. He looked solid in their playoff game, uh, their playoff win, sorry, last year. But yeah, Marcus Mariota really needs to step up and show that he is the franchise quarterback. Tough ask against this Philly team, who I think should get the win, but yeah, we'll see how we go. Colts-Texans, this is a game I will probably avoid quite a bit, to be honest. I'm disappointed that Houston didn't do anything to address their offensive line in the offseason because it's costing Deshaun Watson a lot of uh, a lot of sleep at night. He's you know constantly scrambling out of the pocket. He's getting the job done and still looking impressive, but yeah, until Houston fixes that O-line, I don't think that they're going to win a hell of a lot. The Colts should get the win here. Andrew Luck, until his shoulder's right, I don't think they'll you know, push for a playoff spot. However, that being said, Indianapolis is starting to find their mojo, and like I said, Luck is improving with every game, so if his shoulder starts to get right, then who knows? The AFC South is a weird division. The Pats are playing host to Miami in arguably one of the games of the day. It could be uh, alarm bell time if New England loses this game. I, In my power rankings I just released, I did state that if New England can pull this off and somehow contend for a Super Bowl or at least, you know, make the playoffs and cause some noise, then I'll be stunned. I will have no problem in naming Belichick and Brady as the greatest coach quarterbacks ever to breathe oxygen. It's they just simply put, don't have that many good players on their roster. Miami is surging right now. They've beaten some easy teams, but you know, if you want to stay 3-0, and you have to beat the teams that you're meant to beat, and they've done that, so I think I'm just going to side with New England, but it's a bit of a stay away from a betting perspective. I'm nervous that the Dolphins can go to 4-0, and giving New England something to worry about sitting at 1-3. and Jets, Jags, I will have my eye seriously on Blake Bortles in this game, only because his ceiling, I guess you could say, or his output will dictate how far Jacksonville can go this year. It's no secret, and he should be boosted by Leonard Fournette returning from a hamstring injury. The Jets' defense is a pesky group. They you know, won the game pretty much against uh, Detroit in Week 1, and they've looked solid in their last two games, but... Yeah, all eyes for mine will be on Blake Bortles to see what he can do. If he can help move the chains and the Jags put up, you know, like three or four TDs, actually closer to 30 points would probably be a good sign. But yeah, if if they can do that, I think they'll get the win here and they'll start to rise back up the standings and power rankings in the eyes of a lot of people. 
Next up is the Browns versus the Raiders. This could be uh, a very interesting match. I think the Browns have a better unit on both sides of the ball than Oakland. So going into Oakland, they could, you know, they could record back-to-back victories after having to wait over 600 days for one victory. It might be a little bit too much to ask for Cleveland straight away after just breaking their duck, but Oakland does not look impressive. So I have a hunch that Cleveland's going to get the job done. Seattle versus the Cardinals. This game is one that I will pay zero attention to. I don't have a lot of faith that both teams are going to be good this year. Seattle should get the win. Um, Doug Baldwin back for the Seahawks gives Russell Wilson someone else to throw the ball to, which is definitely a plus. Uh, Unless Josh Rosen lights it up and David Johnson finally refines his mojo, I think the cards will drop to 0-4. Saints-Giants with 418 passing yards. Drew Brees will break Peyton Manning's all-time passing yard record, so that is definitely something to be keeping your eye on throughout the late afternoon games. I think New Orleans is still the favourite in the NFC South for mine. Uh, Maybe that's me trying to reverse jinx the Panthers into a division crown, but Drew Brees is probably the front-runner for the MVP at the moment. He looks fucking impressive. I think they'll go to 3-1. and I don't see how the Giants can outscore them, and Until they put up 30 points a game, or sorry, until they put up 30 points in a game, then I'll continue to have my worries over their offense. They won't be outscoring New Orleans here, so the Saints move to 3-1. 49ers charges. This game is the first of, well, how many games we've got left? First of 13 that uh, San Francisco fans are dreading now that Jimmy Garoppolo's gone down with his ACL tear. It sucks. I had a lot of high hopes for the 49ers in the offseason when they started to get guys like Sherman and paid Garoppolo and then they got Jarek McKinnon. But with all three of those dudes and more battling injury worries, it seems like San Francisco's year is pretty much over. They're in the toilet. If I was them, I'd just go straight into tank mode, try and get some reps and game time into your young star dudes and then just pray that you can land someone good in the draft that will help you guys propel, uh, propel them into playoff contention. The Chargers... They need this win, and God, if they drop to 1-3 and three and let San Fran win here, they'll be in serious trouble with regards to playoff perspective. But I have a hunch LA can get the job done. Injuries are starting to mount for them as well, so they'll need, uh, they'll need to, like I said with Miami before, they've been winning the games they need to win. So this is one of those for the Chargers. If they want to serious, be serious about the playoffs, they have to beat the 49ers here. Last game in an AFC North rival battle. We've got the Ravens versus the Steelers. Huge game, actually. This is very big for a lot of potential playoff implications down the road. Could be used as a tiebreaker for seeding and for maybe even for wildcard spots. Pittsburgh is in a bit of trouble. They need to settle and to win here, especially at home. Baltimore's defense will give them a bit of strife. And it'll come down, I think, to how well Joe Flacco and their running game can get the job done against a potential uh, weakened Steelers unit. Their defense has not looked great to start the year. Antonio Brown and Big Ben will probably put up a ton of points, but unless Baltimore, uh, sorry, unless Pittsburgh can defend Baltimore, then uh, yeah, I have my doubts. We got the Redskins and the Panthers on a bye this week. Um, So for people from a fantasy perspective, if you own potential Carolina or Washington players, it's time to put them on your bench. It might not be too late to try and snap up someone like Kerryon Johnson, the Lions running back who I already mentioned on this episode. I think he's a, a pretty good target for fantasy owners out there, especially if you need a little bit of depth at running back. 
Uh, last week, I advised Latavius Murray and Corey Clement, and they both sucked, so full apologies there. But I did advise Andy Dalton, who still looks like a good option. Tough, tough matchup this week against the Falcons, but their secondary pieces in Atlanta keep falling to injury. So, yeah, Andy Dalton should be solid again. Uh, Drew Brees, like I've already talked about, he's probably the fantasy MVP right now. I have a lot of uh, lot of leagues out there where I've been trying to trade for him, and I do own him in one, so... Hopefully he can keep his hot hand up there. Uh, other QBs who you could maybe snap up or on your waiver wire. I'm a big fan, obviously, of Baker Mayfield. He looks like he's going to revolutionise that Cleveland offence. Don't sleep on Ryan Tannehill as well. Dolphins, like I said, they're starting to move the chains to find their groove. If they can move to 4-0, and even if they look impressive and fall and still sit at 3-1, and then yeah, I'll have, have my eye on Tannehill as a, a good quarterback depth piece and maybe can help cover bye periods, etc., um, I'm not a believer of guys like Robbie Anderson, Rashad Penny, and John Ross. All three of them I spoke about in an article earlier this week, talking of fantasy players who you can now drop, players who we thought might have been pro- showed a lot of promise in the preseason and could potentially be starters. But yeah, the three of them can go for now. Tyler Boyd, um, with regards to John Ross, is seeing a lot more targets in Cincinnati. So if you can snag him, if he's on your waiver wire, snap him up. But yeah, Ross... Robbie Anderson from the Jets and Rashad Penny are probably the three dudes that I'd be ditching straight away. Nearly done. Very short couple of birthday shout-outs. First one goes to Greg Diesel Williams, the uh, dual-time Brownlow winner. Happy 55th birthday to Diesel, former Carlton and Sydney player from memory. I can't, I think it's Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. Yep. And finally, last birthday shout-out goes to T-Pain, who turns 33 today. Very... Uh, shallow depth with regards to athletes who have their birthday today. I think the best player was a soccer dude. What's his name? Oscar. Oliver Giroud or Gerard or whatever the fuck his name is. I don't follow a lot of soccer, clearly. So, yeah, not many relevant athletes with birthdays today. But thank you for tuning in to the episode. If you dig what you're listening to, make sure you leave a rating and review on iTunes. Hit up sportsbyfry.com to check out more of my articles. NBA week coming up. Going to be doing my NBA previews and predictions for... 2018-19 season. So until next time, peace.